this is John Cloud Jones. This is Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors. Yo, it's your boy Buddy Hughes. This is Jazz the Kid Chisholm. And you? Logged on to 10th Year Seniors. The 10th Year Seniors. 10th Year Seniors. You logged in with 10th Year Seniors. Yippee! Straight flights. Oh, you know what I just realized? Flights. Well, now we got to get Kai in the drop. Yeah, no, I, I thought. Of, no, I thought about that last time when we did the Kai. Where we going? God damn it! John. But now we know where we going. Anyway, welcome to the 10th Year Seniors Podcast Network. This is a special draft recap edition of the accredited. And before we get into any of the basketball reasons, but well, by now you all know Kai Jones is headed to Charlotte, 19th overall pick in the draft, rights trader from the Knicks to the Hornets. From a purely logistics perspective, all we wanted was to not have a third Bahamian player on the West Coast. Oh and now God. we have someplace. When we go to cover games, we could just go straight flights to Charlotte, and it's a game changer. And it's a hub. It's so beautiful. I mean, I was also kind of rooting for him not to go to the Pelicans. I'm not going to Oh, but do you remember the Pelicans traded that pick to Memphis? Ah, uh, yes, yes, like, that's right. That's but even as I, because the ESPN draft coverage was, I guess, so messed up and so disjointed, the Pelicans thing came up, and I just said, no, please, God, no. Okay. And, of course, think, please, God, no to Sacramento. Think about this. I was there in person, and I was confused. <laughs> like, I was just <laughs> like, what the hell is going on with these picks? Like, for some reason, I was like, did you Mo- and Spike Lee. It's like, did Mobley get picked? Yeah, he got picked. And then it's just like, but the Pelicans are picking. No, it's the Memphis pick. It's like, they need to go back to the good old days and say, there's been a trade. Dun, 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 dun. so-and-so has trades for so-and-so. They are on the clock. Now, but see, the way the NBA is covered now, and particularly through social media, you're not going to have that coherent timeline where everything just lines up perfectly like that. Those those days are gone. Like, the, the number okay, one pick no. in this draft was announced mm-hmm. at 138. But I'm not talking about the number one. Think about the Charlotte yeah. pick for the Knicks. That literally could have been the Knicks have traded the pick to the Hornets and the Charlotte Hornets select. Yeah, they could have. Right, so like when walks up there, Instead of the huge mixed graphic that we had to boost with Kai Jones standing in front of it, you know the trades been made. You dropped the Hornets over there, you know? Yeah, and everybody knew because that's what Kai told Spike Lee. But okay, let's go straight <laughs> let's go straight into Hornet talk because ostensibly we're now a part of us we're all becoming Hornets fans now. So you gotta get to know this team. Where do both of you guys think Kai fits in? How does he gel with this roster? What is his role going to be right away? What is this going to look like from day one? Lots and lots of slam dunks. I think um, I think Kai is in the perfect position. Obviously, we all were thinking in a lot of the mock drafts, we're also thinking Kai is going to end up um, in Charlotte at the number 11 pick. But when that went by the board, it, was, it became, um, where's Kai going to fall to? And the situation for him where he's going to get time, he's going to get the opportunity, and the best part is now he goes from playing with essentially no great point guards to the greatest young point guard. It opens up like an entire new avenue for him. The rim running is going to be there. Obviously, um, he's going to improve in his pick-and-roll finishes, and he's going to have an opportunity to shoot just, you know, my only piece of advice would be don't hang out with PJ Washington that much. Yeah. Um, here, here's the thing. <laughs> That's a good piece of advice. But I, I, th- I was concerned once I saw that the Hornets traded for Plumlee. Because now I'm like, okay, 
You have a Plumlee and a Zella and a Bismarck Biombo on your roster in 21. <laughs> where does Kai fit in? What are you? Not only where does Kai fit in, first of all, what are you doing, Jordan? Like, read the room and where the NBA is going. Not only that, but you did pick Vernon Carey last year in the draft as well. So, in my mind, that's four bigs. When I saw the Plumlee thing happen, I'm thinking Kai to Charlotte to Buzz City would be one, and that's not going to happen anymore. Then the way the draft plays out, it rolls back around, and he still ends up there. So, But my thing is, I think it's obvious, Plumlee, Zeller, Biombo, none of those are long-term solutions. None. Clearly, clearly. They're dead. All them dead. <laughs> clearly, clearly, that's not what it is. Miles Bridges. <laughs> Especially him. No, yes. listen, he had his one playoff moment that got him paid a lot of money, more power to him, but that's never so, happened So again. Frank signed them? Frank was in the front office of Charlotte? Maybe. That's never happening again. So the the way Kai fits into this roster is the same thing he's been preaching, and I, I'm going to be honest, hearing him talk in all the pre-draft interviews and even after he got picked, you hear him speak and you're like, he's spot on correct with all of this. Like, he has all the attributes of this modern NBA big. He talked about playing alongside LaMelo and how that could be perfect for him. Him being able to slot in to play the three, the four, or the five is perfect in this spot. And it's perfect on this roster because there were a lot of time when they were going undersized and they were playing three guards. I, I love the fit for him because, I mean, it's a reason why this is where we wanted to go. Like, forget the, the one flight stuff. The actual basketball reasons, him playing with someone that's going to get him the ball, him playing on an up-tempo team, perfect situation for him. But Charlotte will really like them. Hey. They worked them out three times. Yeah. Hey, question. Um, John, you bring now Charlotte on attack. They sold out. They sold out. <laughs> no, they legit. Now message Now message ten times last night. Wait, you get the hot? Yo, <laughs> here's the thing. They legit sold out. The entire family of Kai Jones. I'm going away Wednesday. Was, I'm good. Was was in New York City. I, I kid you not. There As were people. There were people As in the family that the, yeah. they literally went when Kai got drafted and they figured out he got traded. They went to the store and they bought every hat. The family bought every single hat. There was, you had this cousin saying, Kai, I need you to get me a hat. And it's just like, and I look at Kai, I say, Kai, I need two hats. I asked for two. No way. Good job. One for me, one for the studio. I was taking that studio. (laughs) Studio, you need to be on this road. Studio don't need to be on this road. Studio just here. I just want to say, like, great job by Kai Jones' family um, with the coordination. This just makes me think he's an even better pick. And... For, for Michael Jordan, I think Nile just listed all of the big men who are on the Hornets roster. Funny coming from Nile, who is so um, with the Suns, who needed probably more big men on their roster. I'm st- what do you mean it. I'm still with uh, the Suns? I don't understand what that means. I don't, I don't, I don't play with anybody. All right. <laughs> well, Sunrise, you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying. But um, Kai so, Jones, I think, is going to benefit from being around a lot of big men on the roster who can maybe like kind of teach or inform him on different things. Obviously everyone's going to be fighting for playing time, but when you're a rookie, you get to be kind of like the sponge and you get to maybe chip away and take a piece from someone else's game who's been in the league a little bit more. Cause like maybe Bismack Biyombo could do one thing well, and then one thing well he can do, maybe Kai can pick up from and add it to his overall game. So I think like, even though there might be like the appearance of a log jam, you pick, you move up to get this guy means you really wanted him. Like John said, you worked him out three times. Um, Jordan had passed us the note, uh, Kai Jones, no matter what. So 
It's amazing. I think like his future. <laughs> amazing. It's amazing that people think. Yo, the internet is a hilarious place. The funniest thing about it is, I know your handwriting. Yeah. <laughs> Forget uh-huh. the fact that we we planned all yes. of this hours ahead, but just seeing people respond to it and me knowing your handwriting all of our lives but, just made it even. But funnier. you know what was yeah. crazy? It's like, yeah. Corey said that like. It had to have been at least 16 hours before the draft. I thought maybe, we posted maybe, it from that no, morning. No, maybe like a day before the draft. And then all of a sudden on draft day, I send them something. I was like, bro, these people taking you. They're, they're taking the show. Yeah, Tom Havistrow had already posted it. Goddamn bastard. It's because him and Tom Havistrow has been caping uh, for Alperin Sengun like for three months. Yeah. He was like, please get him. Please draft him. So when he did, I was like, of course, him out of everyone would be the person who does the no matter what joke. And I guess this just means more people need to watch Kevin Costner and draft. Yeah, that's I a- watch draft day every time the NBA or the NFL draft comes along. Great movie. Monte Mac, no matter what. Great movie. I, th- I Stick think- to your guns. That's kind of that's kind of what they did, but then not really. Well, well, no, you know what the best thing about this is, like him dropping. Well, it wasn't cool that he dropped because this is the longest draft I've ever been to. In it my is life. the longest draft. Boy, it was long. I ain't gonna lie. Pause. But um, don't worry, we're gonna get to all the, the your shenanigans. Yeah, we just get the all whole this basketball thing is stuff yeah, the whole yeah. thing is now because he's the second first round pick. There's a lot less pressure on Kai now because people are gonna be like. They expect something, but like, yeah, he was picks after the first one, so they're gonna hate the first first round pick <laughs> after he sucks. So, and, so, so, book night is getting all all yeah, static. Yes. And you don't have to worry, but Kai is yes. Like, hey, I, 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 I was watching the draft with my boy, and he asked a question. I put this in the draft day diary too. Was book night wearing mascara? I, I did saw I did saw when you asked that. I have no idea because I don't know how to look out for that. Like I I was completely lost on that one. I was hoping John would provide some on the ground information, or maybe that would have been they, went live. From, they cut from book night to someone else, and it was like obvious in the difference in the faces. Like wait a second, did ESPN give him like a touch up before he went on camera? Who convinced him to do that? Yo, well, they all had to be ready by like two p.m. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they were in Barclays at three p.m. I I remember it being being like that. Uh, yeah. The other times that we That's went a to the very draft. long time because we get we get there pretty the early, but n- probably almost as soon as we were there, we saw the bus. It's funny because Timmy's like, when you go into the stadium, like they said, you could pick up your passes from two p.m. to eight p.m. So I'm gonna go like five. Oh, ain't the stadium closed? I'm like, I don't know. They just say when you get to the stadium, go to your seat. Set like, up early. That, that, that's all I know. They Literally, the thing says, Set up early, dog. The, the thing says, when you get to the stadium arena, please go to your assigned seat. End of story. So I'm like, there has to be no time frame. Like, it's open. So one of the things uh, Kai said, well, this was before he even got drafted, but I think is is pertinent for us to revisit it. But he said the thing that's going to get you playing time as as a rookie is your rebounding and the thing that's going to keep you on the floor is your defense. So right away, he's not even talking about the things on the offensive end that he's. Oh my God. That's amazing. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's just like exactly what you want to hear from yeah. someone that young coming into the league. That's why I'm going to stick by my gun. I'm go- I've said, I think he's going to be the best one out of all the big boy. That's, that's, uh, that's strong. I, I mean, listen, I am a fan, be but good. I am a fan, but boy, that's strong. <laughs> that's 
come it from the two guys who spent an entire podcast comparing Kai Jones to Giannis Antetokounmpo. No, 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 no. I, I saw, I saw, I saw when you put that in the notes, and I think, I think you gotta understand. He compares himself. He says that's who he patterns his game after. When you ask him who he patterns Great. his game after. He says Giannis and KD based on his body type and skill set. So it's not us just saying, yeah. "Yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be Giannis." Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's him saying this is what because you everybody gets that question: Who do you pot in your game after? Who yeah, do you see yeah, yourself yeah, being? Yeah. Who you want to be like? And that's who he lists. That's that's who he. Yeah, names. but I also put in the story when like the scout had told Giannis um, that he could be another version of Nicholas Batum, and Giannis is like, "Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> like, give me another rose. I'm going to be better than that." <laughs> and that, that's all my point is where like if that's you know because the nba a lot of it uh so much is where you land and the yeah. situation you land in right like maybe 20 25 years ago there was a difference between um picks one to five and then a talent drop off and then picks 10 to 15 and 15 to 20 but i think uh, i forget who i was listening to they said that a study was done to show that the line of the production from those players, it's kind of flattened out now because everyone is um, progressing on a different kind of timeline and the fit and how you develop is more important. Now teams can take chances on players and maybe stash them away in the G League and then they get better and players are being drafted at a younger age. So that range of picks and how you develop isn't necessarily as linear as it once was. So... That's just about, like, where Kai was drafted. And in terms of, like, the fit, I think it's a remarkable opportunity. And it's one of those things where if this is going to work, this is going to work here. Yeah, no, but I agree with you with the whole um, back-in-the-day type talk. (laughs) The thing is, they're pretty much pros out of high school now. Like, they're playing professional level. I mean, he yeah. went He went to Brewster. Brewster yeah. is a, is a factory. Yeah, it's is a, a pro factory. Exactly. That's so what it is. It's like the competition level has just gotten so much better that Everyone else has gotten better, and it's going to keep getting better. It's just like the European kids. Look, at they're 16 playing professional basketball, and then they turn 18, come to the NBA, and say, man, it's easy to score in the NBA, and, that's, and then put up 40-something in the Olympics. And that's not, over, not overrated at all, properly rated where he should be. But that's the thing, that's the thing about what American basketball is going to do. Like, like you were referencing Luka just now, but we know it's more than just Luka, but those guys in, in Europe are put into pro situations very early. America still kind of masquerades the shamateurism of the NCAA and the AAU circuit, but let's be real. They basically pros, like you said, mm-hmm. from, from early on. It's just not out there in the open. And now so, with this national NIL, oh, yeah. they all pros. That Alabama quarterback getting a million dollars and throw, he threw like two passes in his life in college. That's, that's, that's all he needs. So I, I think, I think that, that's a factor that goes into the production of everybody flattening out like, like Harry was talking about because people are more prepared for this than they ever were before. Like I was amazed at last night how many of these guys were talking about this being the start of creating generational wealth for their families. You never heard that at the draft before. But you have 18, 19-year-old kids saying that, like, right now. I heard the, the phrase generational wealth so many times. So that just goes to show you that they are thinking well beyond the scope of what players before were. Do you and think they Kai watched the Chappelle them. show? I'm rich, biatch. Yes, yes, they yes. They all, they I all think we would get more reactions like that if they treated, like, the draft room green room like they do the Golden Globes, and then just start passing out champagne early in the night. <laughs> they should. But I guess they're not legal age, but I, I'm sure, like, moms could pass you a glass, a glass of champagne. 
and then you could get ready. And then as soon as you do your interview with like Maria Taylor, then you could like you know be a little oh. more animated. Oh, but, yeah. like, I'm, oh. We're gonna get there. Let him, let him Man. go. Let him go. Amount, let amount, him go. John. The amount of emotion. The amount of emotions emotion that in that moment, I'm sure that they don't need um, anything else. And Bill Simmons used to say all the time that the younger guys in the league just see him more mature now. That when you're yeah. that age and you look back at someone like when you were 19 or, or 21, yeah. um, you weren't the same kind of person as these guys were. They're like a little more mature and they know everything that's at stake and everything that's at risk. And for them, you take practice way more seriously. No Michael Beasley in the rookie symposium kind of vibes, you know? And the, the way no we... No Brittany uh, Granite, yeah. The way we always say there was a generation, Kobe's generation, were raised to be like Jordan and think uh, with a singular focus the way he was. I think the byproduct of the way all these kids think now is because of LeBron. I think LeBron was kind of the biggest uh-huh, voice behind yeah. behind all of that because he was the one at 18 saying, I don't want to just be a great basketball player. I want to be a global brand. Like before that, we didn't really hear young guys mm-hmm. say that kind of thing. But now that's kind of... That's kind of the wave now. That's kind of the move. You come up and you put your people behind you and you empower the people behind you. That's the way all these kids think now. So that's part of the reason why they're more they're more mature and you get you get like kind of a different brand to do it. Like taking it back to Kai. Kai has been a great interview since he was 14, 15 years yeah. old. Like n- very n- polished. You never had to coach him up. You never had to pull an answer out of him. He was just he's been ready for this moment before his skills were ready for the moment. Yeah. And I mean, it also helps that he's an he's like a 5.0 GPA kid. Oh, you should have went higher than last time you said 8. I was eight. hoping you said 16 just now. Oh. <laughs> He's a 36.0 GPA kid. Every time we talk about him, yeah. I just want you to it just go higher. higher We're just going to go higher. It's soon going to be infinite. But the whole thing is, is yeah. like that really helped him with basketball because he's just so smart. Like, I'm not going to lie. I hear Kai say some things and I'm around basketball m- more than the average person, average fan. Like, when I go on national team, I hear all this talk. Talk Yo, shit. That shit is confusing. It like, is. I'm not even going to lie. Like, when they start, they say, what about this player, Sim? Oh, the average person doesn't know. Yeah, that. and I'm there less like, all right, I caught, like, 40% of it. And then Kai would be like this and that. And I'm like, but, uh, I mean, you put the ball in the hole and you play defense. Like, that. that's how I play basketball. That right there is why I hate NBA Twitter so much. <laughs> but you just, everything you just explained just now with yep. how actually yep. difficult this is, and nobody grasps that. Not one single yeah. person. Nobody gets it. Took it. Me, like, it took me. It took me. What to do on a switch when the ball moves around <laughs> the guy on the opposite side and there's back action run? Like, what are you supposed to do as a person who's supposed to switch as the athletic uh, nope. four <laughs> go on the point guard and to, <laughs> they to think flag off? And you gotta understand. People, you might have a slight, a slight hesitation, and then it it leads to layup, and people will be like, "Oh, he can't play defense because he didn't know." what to do in that exact one, which is crazy. <laughs> and that, that that's the problem with Look, the entire thing I right went there. with the school of Mario. So Mario's coaching is very unique and different from everyone else's coaching in the world, right? His terminology <laughs> is, 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 is way different. It's the same. He just uses extra words. Yeah, I promise you. No, his terminology is different. I'm telling you, when DeMarco came to the national team in 2017 when Buddy first came, right? I kid you not, it took me like two cycles to figure out the language. Because I was lost. They would say, okay, we're going to run this drill. I'm like, flip. 
<laughs> like now I gotta look like an ass. Like, but I gotta go take these pictures. But uh, you gotta go I, get someone else. I was about to say, why didn't you just find your find your? Oh no no! I, I mean now now I know what they're talking about when they do these things. And so it's like, oh, but no, it's hard as shit. Like these Twitter people, fucking stupid. Okay, so let's get to the historical context of this. Obviously, and <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not gonna bring up the Instagram thing. But for the past five years. <laughs> we, <laughs> For the past five years, we know what this means for Bahamian basketball. It's obvious. You heard, um, I, dude's name is slipping me. Who was on the set with Jalen Rose? Anyway, whoever whoever was running it. Anyway, they brought up the fact that this was this is huge for Bahamian basketball to have this small country produce three top level elite talent draft picks yeah. within a five year span. This is with all. This is all without a feeder system, by the way, because we ain't have one. Let's be real, we don't have one. You have a lottery pick, number six overall in 2016, and Buddy Heal, the number one pick in 2018, and Aiden, and now you got. Kai we should have had a third lottery, Charlotte, but we should have. But you know, 19, cool. That's the breaks. But for historical context for this, and looking forward now, all of them are mentioning. Listen, all of them are mentioning Paris. Yep. We we had the moment last night where you saw, and I call Kai the bridge between mm-hmm. Buddy and Aiton. Because for whatever reason, the public didn't feel like the support was there between them two. But the, the support was there for both of them toward Kai. It's the Triforce. The Paris Agreement. The Paris Accord. We out you. Paris 2024. Paris Accord. Yeah. Hey. Paris 2024. And for, for those who, you know, didn't know, that's why we focus on those three. Specifically yesterday. You shouldn't have to say be, that. Wait, it's wait, the I, fucking I NBA say, draft. It's the NBA draft. Players are the ones who will be leading the Bahamas to the Olympics. And I have to say that um, for, for us to get to the Olympics, the projection has to be that. Like it, I think, like, obviously, Buddy and, and DeAndre are great, but you need Kai in order to be, like, it's serious. serious no, you, yeah. Especially when you, when you think about. Um, like even just watching the Olympics now and who is who is there and which teams have an actual legitimate shot to medal, obviously it comes down to what group you're gonna be in, who you're gonna be matched up against, who is going to choke down the line, like, you know, Canada doesn't choke maybe there in the Olympics right now, uh, playing the US instead of Czech Republic. But it, it comes down to a lot of things like luck and it comes down to availability and when your qualifying games are gonna be. But you know, fingers crossed we have a shot at it. But yeah. that's that's why I said last time. Said last time. But that's that's why I said last time. The key is getting the third guy because it's one thing to have forty percent being NBA players. You could get that two out of five being NBA players, but when you have the third guy, the third guy really makes you say, "Okay, well now we have to get this done." Yeah, now it's serious business. You no, know, now now it has to happen. There's. It's, it's a maybe it should happen before or you talk about it if these things fall into play. But when you get three out of five, then it has to and happen. And the thing is, it's like it's three different positions. Yeah. Three different it's not skill a, sets. It's not redundant skill Exactly. Sets. It's just, and then all of a sudden you throw in some of the gritty players that we have. And it's just like, no, we have a shot. Like, if we could get, if we could get to qualifiers in the summer window, there's potentially a chance that we have them for four games. If we have them for four games and we could go three and one in those games, then Philippines World Cup. You, you, you know what all I want. I just need to see them play USVI. You oh. know you, you know how me and you feel Wait, about Walter? USVI. Wait, Walter? My God, Walter. You know how we feel about USVI. That's, 
Wait, the day Walter retires, I'm going to make a post on the Bahamas basketball page congratulating him for retiring and thanking him. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's 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 get to the actual draft shenanigans because I, me, this was the first time we covered a draft. Me and Kari were not there. Obviously, I have to look ahead to Branson, Missouri Little League World Series next week. Kaizen is still in Canada. I mean, Kari is still in Canada. John went solo to the draft. Well, not really solo, but John John went solo to the draft. And the thread of shenanigans started before he even left the country. Like the way the way this day was set up, John barely made it to yeah, New York. I barely made it. Like that's t- typical ten Y S shit. That's that's what happens. Yeah. But the it's thing even, is don't even like thing anymore. It's like it's I don't normal. I don't even know if it's typical, but I mean it is. It, there's always something that happens like when Nal almost got fired from the Tribune for missing the <laughs> the Pelicans game and LeFleur has said, Do you need this suitcase and bag? Just put everything in this plastic bag and you can get the, like how this man has done that before. Like John, it's incredible. John, you know me. You think I needed to be there to write this story? Come on now, dog. You know me better than that. Yeah, but we needed... You, we you need, don't think I know how to finesse them? We needed you to get into the hotel. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because the reservation was in Nal's right. name. That's so right, that's right. It's like, you can imagine, yeah, we have a Ronaldo door set, a room that's paid for already. I need some ID. I was, the, I was the plug for all that. But, yeah, so John barely gets to New York. He does. He does make it after a series of unfortunate events. I left my house at seven thirty in the morning for a flight for eleven fifteen. I got to the airport at nine twenty five in the morning because a car broke down before getting to the airport. Because like, literally, it's like just a chain of events happens. And also, do not turn the car off. Turns into the car not turning back on. Like Janique. I, I knew that was gonna happen. Like you ever feel like you say something, you, yeah. You ever, f- you, you just know it's something bad's gonna happen. You just know. So when that happened, I wasn't even surprised. I was just like, yeah, we would have been fine though, because Timmy was there. Yeah. Did you guys collaborate? Oh. Did you guys collaborate on it on any coverage? Did you go on Timmy's live? No, I was inside the stadium. Like wait, wait. I, I I didn't see Timmy's live. I, I need to. It was on the uh, it was on the alive page. You you have to go to the. It was uh, in a, yeah. Okay. So okay, okay. yeah, no. So I get. I, I, I didn't see what happened there. I got so on I the saw, plane f- um, five minutes before the, the 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 gate closes, and I was just like, damn, I made. It. And I was in the middle seat, and I hate the middle seat, but that was the happiest I ever been in my life to sit in the middle seat of an airplane. Go ahead. What you were saying, Kari, what did you see? You didn't see his live, but what you say? No, I, I, I didn't see uh, Timmy's live because I was um, updating the draft, and it was just, I think we need to talk about after John's story, just NBA chaos in general. Yeah, we're, we're going to get to that. I just wanted that him to point, start with this. I kind of, like, I kind of, like, disconnected uh, from the internet. I went to a friend's place and then watched the draft and then filling them in. I did basically the entire Bahamas uh, basketball factory spiel to my friend, yes. which is another great thing that we get to do wherever we go now, because we, we can say we, we on the map, these many, uh, we on the map, we have these many NBA players. And then talking to John during the day, I was amazed one that John was so responsive on the draft day, because I think back to when we were there and like, I barely like looked at my phone sometimes unless it was to talk, directly um, to y'all and I know that this draft was specifically different um, when you get this so John talk about when you got to New York and how it was different especially in terms of like the difference between when we went in 2018 and now in this new COVID world 
Shout yeah. out to Delta. <laughs> Shout out to Delta, yes. No, but um, the biggest difference was, was when we went to the draft last time, they would have signage and stuff outside and events going on before the draft. Yeah. So even events with the players going to camps, et cetera, et cetera. But the signage, the signage, that I didn't even see the signage. The only reason I saw the signage because I actually looked at Timmy's picture and I said, oh, they finally put the sign up. John, everybody knows that move. It's, it's the same thing we all do when we get to a new city. It's to let your followers know you're here. Yeah. It's just a weird No, no, no. Here. But I'm just saying that signage, yeah, yeah. that signage, yeah, that yeah, signage wasn't there though. Here. That's so what we were doing. <laughs> the whole plan was on draft day because like I said, you read the restrictions. I, I send now the restrictions. Like, hey, look what we got to do. Literally, when you get to the stadium, they say you sit in your seat and that's where you're assigned and you stay there the whole time. End of story. So once you get in, you're stuck at that spot. I mean, people were walking around and stuff, but I was just like, wait, knowing, knowing my luck, they would have kicked me out. But for the most part, you had to sit there, arms crossed, fingers on your lips. No, I was typing plenty. <laughs> now, you know what was nice about my seat, though? Yeah. You can see things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I, like, I, I just, I just want to officially say I just love the way the coverage of the NBA is going and what it's trending towards because this empowerment of women in this is fantastic. It is amazing. Look, the crazy thing is, so you know I, is? I sit down, you right? Know what it's like? I'm so, just give me one second. This yeah. just came to my brain. It's like when you go to the gym and then just gals there. And for some reason, that improves the workout because just gals there. It extends the it extends the workout thirty to forty five minutes <laughs> easy. You got to perform don't do better. Anything you don't talk to them. You yeah. You don't have to pursue. You don't you don't have to pursue. They just have to be in the vicinity, and that's it. The that aura, the aura that they produce. A rising tide lifts look, all shit. Let's just get to it right yeah. now. So I, wait, wait. I, I just want also one more thing. So okay, in go. the order of jo- with John sent us, right? Yes. And I'm looking back in the group chat right now. Okay. John sent us a picture of the NBA drafting. And the next um, one the was floor seating. And the next one, Taylor Rooks. His flamingo shirt because he matched with Kai. Oh. Okay. And then Taylor Rooks. And then Taylor and Malika. Okay. But no, here's the thing with Taylor, and I, you know my Rachel Nichols story because I saw her at the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> yeah, thing. This, you this, have this, so this, many. Please, yeah, please, please, please don't do that. So, anyways, Horrible person. the Rachel don't Nichols it, yeah. one, and it was just like, but she looked bad, boy. Like, oh my that, god! That was we a, just told oh you not god. to do it. We just two seconds ago we said don't do it. I do not care. I have to say it how it is. But this is it. I go. I sit in my seat. He's like the baby. Yeah. I sit in my seat. And the next thing you know, in, in my peripheral, I say, babe, who that is? And I was like, oh, God. Like, that's when I typed. I couldn't even spell a whole name out. Like, I was, I was shook. Just, I was shook. He just said Taylor. That's all. I said Rooks. John, John Hart started troubling you. He just said Rooks. Rooks. No. No, but, but you know what the funny thing is? And then Nal, Nal's comment, Malika come to play. Boy, dog, boy, boy, when I saw Malika go on the stage, boy, that was like carnival, boy. She didn't like she real did. talk. <laughs> boy, she hit that stage and I was just like, wait, Maria leaves and look at you. She didn't just win. The, she didn't just come to play. She won the draft. Boy. Okay, Malika Andrews yeah. won the draft. She literally said, I here to stay Perfect. forever. Overall. We, we knew Kate yeah. Cunningham was getting picked number one for months now. This is Malika Andrews' draft, okay? Because generational talent. Generational talent, Malika though, because the performance, she put on a great performance in the finals, right? But she came to show yeah. you her potential moving forward in this draft. She did not look like that at the finals. Mm-mm. 
She did Malika not- basically said, I never want to hear Rachel Nichols' name again. Done. She deaded the whole conversation right there on that couch draft night. Deaded all of it. And that's yeah. why we get along so well. You know what? You know what that was like? She raised her game like how Giannis did in the finals. She put up Giannis finals numbers. Mm. That was that, mm-hmm. her Wait. box score at the end of the night looked like that. I kid you not, like crazy. She goes on the stage because <laughs> ESPN was doing the promo with her, right? Before the before whatever. I swear to God, when she got on the stage, the stadium just gone silent. Yeah. It no, was just like... I agree. It was just like, you just might well put a spotlight on... But I, like I say, wait. I was telling now, I breathe the same air as them, boy. I actually told you. <laughs> I, I, listen, hold on, no. That's not the funny part. The funny part is, I told John, congratulations for that. <laughs> I said, I was yeah. like, wait, you you, Yo, you look directly at Taylor Rooks. Like, wait, I did sh- you look her in the eye? Or I should have done this? what the people did at the Kanye concert and just get air of... of Brooks and, and Malika Andrews and sell it. We could have put that in the studio. I would put it right here by the mixer. <laughs> Air breathed by Taylor Rooks and Malika Andrews. If only Maria Taylor was oh, there. Man. Hey, Maria Taylor. Like, we would, we would talk. Well, he said it the best. He's like, it was the Avengers cast of. They define Avengers. Yeah, the fine Avengers. Because even um, Avengers. DeMarco's girl, Alexis Morgan, was doing NBA TV stuff. Careful. Wait, you just got to say it how it is. She looked good. <laughs> she does. Like, he knows she looks good. I mean, like, I, would, I, would, I, I, would, like, I would think he does. Do you think he's going to be insulted if I say, but your gal look good? We just put her on a list of... So, what would Maria she, be under? Because she she left the, the she Fine a, squad. She's a member of the Fine Avengers. I mean, she's still fine, but yeah. she left... This is something I would love to take to social media, but we can't. We cannot. No. No, 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 like, no. Who is who is Iron Man? Who is Captain America? Who is Thor? Who is the Hulk? Hey, who is hey, hold on. Basketball players or hoopers? All hoopers. This is a squad of hoopers right here. Not not one basketball player in in Wait, terms of this media. They, they got they got okay, some talent. Okay, let's switch out a caveman thing. Let's be talking. Okay, fine. Let's oh, wait. Hold on. Before we before we switch from before we switch from that, let's. Uh, I think we have to be genderly equal, so we can't just continue to yeah. harp on that. Jalen Rose's hair was immaculate, and his suit was amazing. Doesn't, it was a it was a draft day suit. Doesn't Jalen get a haircut every day? Um, every single day, maybe twice. Sometimes immaculate immaculate suit by Jalen Rose and another Jalen of all Jalen. Gener- I thought Jalen Green was gonna haul up. He felt like he came out with the hair and with the suit just to be like Malika, you here, but I'm also here, and I'm I'm the franchise now in Houston. I'm the guy. Ta- Taylor Rooks was really feeling his old look. She was she was feeling That's his look. Yeah. Congrats to handsome dude. Congrats to Generation Jalen, by the way. Jalen and Jalen Rose makes a point to talk about this every time. He fit it into the broadcast, how his mom came up with the name, and you, know, you see three of them get drafted uh, in, in the first round. Generation Jalen draft. Go ahead. Jalen Green has Jalen as his tag on Instagram. Yeah. I'm like, you are the 10th Jalen. How did you get this? He was the smartest Jalen yeah. on social <laughs> social all. media savviness is great. That's that's all it is. He just is the smartest one. And he had like a million followers from he was like fifteen or something, yeah, something crazy followers. like that. If right. we had a million followers, someone would pay us like two hundred dollars a month. Somehow we gotta we gotta get either Taylor Rooks or Malika Andrews. Sorry, Kari, I know you I, don't, yeah. I know you wanted to shift to general NBA chaos and let's I mean let's start at we'll the talk top with the sadness that we we the happiness, the euphoria, the we'll, sadness. We'll, we'll go with we'll go with the happiness. I mean, 
Cade Cunningham going number one was no surprise. I think the the surprising thing to me on that night, and this goes back to the whole level of maturity thing, and you could tell he operates, and he it seems like he moves in real life the way he plays on the court. And I did not know he was, he was a father. I did not know he had he had a daughter. But that kind of that kind of explains his perspective on things and why he carries himself the way he does. I thought I thought that was refreshing to see, and it gave people an opportunity right away to see another side of this dude. But then he also had the lighthearted moments telling the city of Detroit, like, he, he's embracing this whole I have to come and be the savior thing. And may, of course, I'm not going to do it alone, but I'm also not shirking this responsibility. I know what I'm walking into, and I'm ready to be that guy. I thought that was a great look for him. I'm not gonna lie. I, this is why I love the draft because to me, I even made like the comment in in the draft diary. Congratulations, Detroit! You picked the third best player in the draft. Well, you watch it. You watch it. Like, yeah, yeah. But but like I said, I after hearing his interview and um, seeing him, it makes you like the player more. I still think like Evan Mobley and Evan. I'm having a Kenneth Perkins moment. Oh, no, you ain't having that. And Jalen Green are, are great players, but I think the difference that might separate Kate is, like, as soon as you see him with a daughter, you re- realize that his work ethic and how he's going to come in might be completely different than everyone else who's even in the same age range. That's number one. And number two, when you hear someone, when you hear someone embracing the idea that they are going to be, quote, unquote, the savior of the team, in a team that's young and up and coming and just hope Jeremy Grant doesn't get in the way too much. I think like there's no. a real shot for Kate. What's that? No, I, w- I was saying, I was saying he won't be just because you need somebody like that yeah. to be the bridge because you don't want all of it to just yeah. be on Cade Cunningham's shoulders. You need like, right, right. you need that guy to get you from this point where you are now to respectability. You need like another vet who's going to, who's going to take on a lot of the bulk yeah. of the responsibility for right now. Like Grant's going to get the fourth quarter closer um, shots and decision-making and that kind of stuff for now. Yeah. As Cade grows, that's what he's going to be. I thought Jalen Green mm-hmm. was great too. Not just the whole, this was, this was, this first round was big for the G League Ignite. First of all, just to have, to have these but this is the guys. first year that they've done it, and so it was successful. Amazing. That's why it's amazing. But not, it's just not that. It's going a little forward. The global initiative as well for the NBA. Oh, this, yeah. This was the first draft where you like, all right, so this guy was a part of basketball, not even basketball at borders, but basketball Australia, uh, yeah. whatever it is. And, Josh you know, Yeah, so it's just like, this was the year, and I guess this that was their plan. It was a five-year plan, and it showed that it worked. Mm-hmm. Jalen Green also had... A lot of that. Well, you could you could tell somebody chooses to wear that suit, and they choose to go with that look. This ain't someone that's shy and confident. This is someone that wants the moment. This is someone that wants to be the guy. And I think everybody know everything that you've seen from Jalen Green since he was 14, 15 tells you that he wants to be the guy. That's why he made the decision not to even go the NCAA route because he wanted to do something completely different. And the rest the rest of the guys that went to G League Ignite Group followed behind him. I think that's exactly what Houston needs. That is 100% because they basically scrapped the whole thing and they got to start over. This is a good starting point going with someone like Jalen Green. And I mean, a lot of people are going to say his suit didn't win the night, but I thought it's pretty good. He got a lot of money now, so. Pretty good. Pretty good suit. I mean, I I don't know if I was going to rock the bell bottoms, but. It's your time. You do what you want to do. 
What uh, what other maybe what other, he was the second pick in the draft. He would have. What other non-Kai observations did we did we like from the first round? Um, for me, it was the Kings being the king. Jesus. Oh my when god! They, when they when they picked um when they picked da- Mitchell Davion. at night, I, I love that just because I said. I just said, what are you going to do? Is Halliburton now going to be playing the three? Is your goal? A yeah, and Buddy's going to be the four. It's like, like <laughs> I mean, they trade in Buddy. That's clear. Like, I feel like that's that big. Is it? Is first. it? But, because um, because literally that deal was supposed to be done. I don't know if I don't know if it's clear. I hoped it was clear, and you you can say that they're going to try, but this is still the Kings front office. I don't know if it's clear that he's going to get out of there. Well, because uh, we we will get to the to the the chaos, but um, so that's that was my observation for the Kings, and then the second one was Scotty Barnes to the Raptors. I was very happy about that, and you know, Barnes to the Raptors, the fact that he gets to be here, I get to watch uh, Scotty Barnes. Even I remember before the NCAA tournament, even when I was filling out the brackets, all of my brackets had FSU making deep runs yeah. just because I believed in Scotty Barnes, and then. I think like when you get a, a cosign from someone who is who's good at drafting and the Raptors organization is good at the development of talent, I think um, that's also a great sign that they said, yeah, we know Suggs is on the board, but this guy might be the truth and we're going to take a chance on that. And um, and then my, my third and I, my last observation would be like, when I hear people giving out draft grades and then they give the benefit of the doubt, to some teams. Like, I was listening to Chad Ford, of course, but I listened to most of his draft And he gave the Spurs a good... And a- every pick? Everybody R. does. Buford. They, they pick the guy. No, but I'm saying, like, just they because pick. he trusts uh, Buford and then the fact that um, Sam Presti is just collecting more and more assets, people feel that that is a good thing. And I'm just sitting there like, is it really? What are you going to do for those assets if you can't even flip them to move from six to three, and you can't, and you still take maybe the youngest player in the draft and have to stash him away for a while before he can mature. In the same season, you're going to have to pay Shea $100 million if you don't trade him. Like, it, I don't know, man. Like, so, it, it's just an iffy strategy for me. To me, that's kind of like the Patriots thing where we always assume that you land with the Patriots as a good spot or the Patriots were one step ahead of everybody else and they know, they know what but, they're doing until... That winning ain't there, and yeah. that all of that starts to fade. But away. I always like thought, all that all that blind belief in the system starts to fade away if you don't have the success to back that up. I always thought that that was more for the later rounds, and I'll never forgive the Patriots for hyping up Pat White so much that they made the Dolphins draft him. They dumbass, so stupid. That was a that's a bygone era that we never speak about anymore, John. Because now we are in um, two point Oh, did you see um? Just going way off oh, topic. Yeah, you saw you saw, you saw the I tweets. Saw. You saw, saw the tweets. Yeah, I saw the tweets too. I was I like, saw. I was like, hmm, no one, re- no one retweeting these good things, eh? They yeah. only want to retweet the bad things because nobody, nobody wants, nobody <laughs> wants to celebrate <laughs> the good things. It's just like, oh, another, an- <laughs> another perfect strike, seventy-five yards. Our, our time will come, guys. But time but, come. but let him throw a pick in practice. <laughs> he threw aggregated it. everywhere. Yeah. Oh my god. How dare you throw an interception? He in threw practice. an interception in okay, fourth so and forty-five <laughs> in practice. Okay, basketball. Oh, sorry. <laughs> back, back, okay, so, okay. So of course, I was ho- I was hoping Kai went eleven to Charlotte, but I really thought that he was gonna go twelve to San Antonio. I San thought, Antonio. Look, went 
I was at the after party, guys, as, as you know. Yes. And <laughs> while I was in there with the talks, the talks was everyone thought it San was Antonio spurge, yeah. was taking them. Like, they were getting people coming up to them, telling them it's, it's probably going to happen, this and this, blah, blah, blah. And when the Spurs didn't pick them, everyone was just in shock. Like, everyone was just like, whoa. Because they literally thought that that was the furthest they would fall. It, it was chaos at that point. And then, Ooh, if those... So now we beefing with all of San Antonio. Like, it. Yeah. If if those two didn't work out, I really had an eye. Well, you know what I was saying about the Warriors at fourteen. I thought I thought that was gonna be it. Warriors at fourteen. That being said, I mean I do wish they took him, but I still like what the Warriors did with this draft. I think Jonathan Kaminga is gonna be really really good, and if he didn't reclassify, he probably would have been a number one pick. That guy is gonna be really good. The fact that he didn't that he didn't play NCAA basketball and he went to the G League Ignite probably makes him less of a star in a lot of people's eyes, but that guy is ridiculously good. And I think he's going to develop into something great. Andrew Wiggins got like 20, 30 games being the starter, and that's it. That's yeah. going to happen. So I'm keeping the Warriors as my number five team, just in case. Just I mean, you still got Clay and DeMarco in them. Yeah. So. Number, number, number three for me Bahamian, in my team right Bahamian ties. Uh, I go for the team that gave me free stuff now. <laughs> that's, that, that's great. And I also think that Moses Moody is really, really good. See Kendrick Perkins is not difficult to say. It's only difficult if you're thinking about Evan Mobley and Moses Moody. Because I did mix them up on a podcast like when yeah. we did that like five or six months ago. I did mix up those two. But Moses Moody is really good. And I feel like that's that's a perfect third guard behind Steph and Clay. Yeah. Like, I mean... Fingers crossed, I mean, knock on wood. We down. need we need Clay to be a hundred percent healthy. Clay coming back. What is he? Um, hot hot water, hot fire. We we do. We What's do the Space Jam name? Oh, I am watching Space Jam. Yeah. I don't even. I don't remember. I, it's a, it was a water fire thing. I don't even yeah. really remember it. He it good. was confusing. He just I good. thought it was two different people. Like I mean, <laughs> oh. who knows? LeBron okay. didn't read that script. I could tell you that. <laughs> Why would he have to? But. Heaven forbid something happens, or even if you, even if he has to be on a minutes restriction until later on in the season, and if you properly manage him like you should, Moses Moody is the guy that you need for that kind of situation. So I, I thought it was perfect for the Warriors, and I feel like they, they are going to be right back in this year, unless the Lakers get a shooter. But we'll oh see. my God, we'll see. Don't what worry. could let's, have played? Let's talk about it. Let's, let's, let's talk about the chaos now. No, no, but <laughs> all right. But before, let's talk about the greatest moment for the draft for me was the actual, and it's going to be duh, the Kai pick because everyone in New York thought he was going to the Knicks. That was that was and, a funny moment. And, we do have to talk yeah, about that. Everybody <laughs> in New York was cheering. Yes, we got a steal. Everyone. I was cheering. Yes. Yeah. I the group. I, messaged, like, New York. I, I was trying to figure out why you messaged that in the group. You're like a person under our post that put Knicks, and I'm like, no, no. No. no, he's not. He's not going no. to the next. But no, it yeah. W- but again, this is why ESPN's coverage was so trash. Like, if you are not paying attention to every like That's Twitter true. detail and everything, like you didn't know, and you just see the Knicks are up for the pick. The Knicks come up. It doesn't. And even the way they position the traded two thing all the way to the right side of the screen, yeah. when most people are reading left to right visually when they see something, it was just an, a completely awkward and bad setup and people in the stadium like you said they cheered spike um spike lee thought that kai was going to new york i was envisioning in the, and this is the only thing that helped me i was like 
oh shit, the Knicks draft Kai. Now they could just sign Lonzo, and Lonzo could be throwing alley oops to Kai. But now we get the the better ball from this. So, yeah, you know, it still works out. I mean, the younger ones are always I was better. Just, I mean, no, clearly not. Um, Jordan's a younger brother. He's also an older brother. Fair. Is he? Yeah. I don't know. You think I know Jordan I history? I feel like there was a, <laughs> I feel like there was a chassis made that off just now, but I wasn't sure. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent did. hundred percent did. He's a, he's a second best basketball player of all time. I don't know everything about him. But it's yeah. crazy how like because you're in we're in Brooklyn, right? But there's a lot of Knicks fans that go to the draft anyways. So literally it was like ah! and then when everyone found out that it was getting traded, everyone in the crowd was like, damn it. We suck. This Why we traded? They, they, they never, they never like the picks. Never, they never like the pick. And the time that they liked one, he gets, he gets traded. traded. That's hilarious. Right. I know, I, I know, like you know, the universe and all that shit. I believe Kai will be good. Oh yeah, reason. no, that's the it. Nick fans will regret this. Yes, and this is the thing. Yes, that's that it. They get to look back and be like, you mean we picked him? And then traded him away. This will go on their wall, and the, then they will reference. The Kevin thing Knox. is, the pictures will always be there with him in yep. the Nick hat and yeah. the Nick graphic. Yep. It will always be there. So this mm-hmm. is this isn't even like a moment like one of the five million moments Portland had where they just didn't take the guy. You had the guy, mm-hmm. and then you traded him. It's gonna be like Kobe with Hornets yeah. here all over again. At the opposite for so the Hornets the, though. The, the song they made up when Kevin Hart was just in uh, Cat Williams, and he was like, "You were the guy. You, yeah. <laughs> you were from this. You were the you guy. Were the guy. You had him in that moment, and you just let it go because you wanted more draft capital." Like, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Car- I don't know New York. I don't know what they were doing, what they were thinking in that moment. But they were Jordan, thinking they know, had Kai Jones. Um, yeah. any, any thoughts on rekindling your old Orlando magic flame because, uh, they picked Jalen Suggs. So they got, well, you- if you go, if you go to the Ronaldo Dorset school of fandom, um, they still you in, know, you still you got them? to have, you, you get to have multiple teams, oh, you know, yeah, so yeah. you're and still Portland. You get to have no, 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 they're not, they're not in my five. Let him go. I'll explain my so, five. Oh, when he's so done. Now, like, let's, let's, let's do the five. So obviously I feel like Lakers won. Um, because of LeBron, yeah. obviously, two Hornets. You yeah. have put a ball brother and a Bahamian on a team. That those are my guys. And two Kentucky three players. Warriors, three Warriors. They could be the real I, Triple honestly, B: Bridges, Ball, and Bahamian. Yeah, there you go. go and then um, I, I think like because I like the top of this draft so much for four and five spot, I got to go um, Pistons and Rockets. Like, those Thanks. are the teams who I want to watch play basketball. Pist- Pistons is a good uh, draft and stash uh, pick for your team. That's a good draft yeah, and stash. Yeah, right? so, yeah, yeah, So yeah. That, that was my strategy, and I, I left. I feel like the Suns are more so your guys. Oh, yeah. And yeah, for me, the Kings, I just do not believe in the Kings. I want Buddy. See, I feel so bad players. for Buddy. Buddy's, Buddy's team him. will will just be um, – will jump into my top five, whoever he gets traded to. Okay, but, so uh, – And knock one of my – one of Pistons or Rockets out. But so, like that's just what I feel of who I would want to watch. But, but I so feel ahead. with the Ronaldo school of whatever this crap's called, right? Yeah. You literally could have your top Fandom, five. Yeah. yeah. You you could have uh-huh. your top five, but Fandom you could still say the Bahamian guys are still there. So it could be five no, A they're the, and five B. But John, they're the reason there's five. Because here okay, here's the thing. 
I he will, didn't pick five the, the, the teams of the Bahamians. He didn't pick the he, Warriors. He he didn't. But that's this is my this is my thing. So hey, yeah. hey hey, Clay counts. He has family connection. I'm sorry, I still get Clay. You no, Clay does count. Yeah, that's no, Clay is Bahamian. Yeah. Plus, we have the the goddamn national team oh. head coach on the staff. So I'm gonna send me something. Evan Mobley has Bahamian roots. His auntie Bahamian or something like that. What? Yeah, he ain't gonna play for us. Okay. No, no, I think he could play for us. Okay. But I'm just saying, I'm giving okay. this one to. <laughs> no, no, he ain't gonna play for us. I see now. I really wish Mobley went to the Pistons for the Rockets. Now <laughs> I'm very upset. I'm very <laughs> so, all right. So here's the thing: if there is a Bahamian, I, I can root for the Jazz. Yeah. If there's a Bahamian uh-huh. in the NBA, I am going to root for him. Like that's one of my teams. So right away, you got Suns, Kings, Hornets right there. Mm-hmm. That's that's three. I'm always going to root for LeBron. As long as LeBron is playing, I'm rooting for LeBron. That's four. And then the fifth slot, you got Clay in them. So the mm-hmm. Warriors. That's why I got five teams. I'm not. And this is what I was explaining to our group whenever they get so frustrated at this, right? It's not just the fact that, okay, they're behaving and you root for them, right? I literally watched these dudes' story unfold from they were teenagers and so also case, you pre-teens. do know them kind uh, of you know, yeah and you actually you actually know them you get to see their growth that's a that's a different <laughs> thing than just watching pause. Them play. yeah pause. first of all I, I just i just thought about this i uh pause wow all this means all this means is that we just like basketball yes I just said in my head i think i have seven teams <laughs> but that's, that's my whole argument the Florida teams, the Magic and the Heat. That's my that's my park. whole funny argument in the group. And then on my fringe, you know who I always root for? The team that got the most Kentucky players. I just always go for that. Like, that, that'll just happen. If you just like the sport and you just enjoy watching it, this is what happens. And you don't have to be it's confined why, to this stupid, restrictive it's thing. That's why you will see basketball players who play for these teams when someone is having a good game, tweet out, like, start live tweeting the game because they're just watching basketball. And they if basketball's off, fun. They, you know what they say? I want them to continue to score. To, I want them to continue to play well. Thank you, Giannis. I believe that Giannis, Giannis is, is is like a lactic, and they are afraid that if he gets too powerful, they won't be able to stop him. Thank you, Giannis. So like basketball that, is that fun. was the real like hesitation with Giannis. It wasn't that people didn't like Giannis. It's just that holy shit, what the no, fuck you could do? No, I I think it's legitimately they didn't like him because. The internet and 2K says that you have to play that one specific side. No, no, no. I, I, oh, you I mean like, other players? No, no. Other players. It's not that they oh. didn't like him. They like Giannis. Yeah. But I feel that they just knew he gets to become so powerful and oh. get so much better. Okay. Yeah. Who yeah. is gonna guard him? And like you know, Kai's already strong. Kai go lift some weights. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen. Look, he he already put on seven pounds since uh, Texas ended. But listen, the the yeah. whole the whole find them thing is easy. Nobody questions you having arbitrary allegiances to a city that you have no ties to. Nobody questions any of that. We just think all of that is normal. But if I have an allegiance to Bahamian players, and there are several of them, there's something wrong with that? I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. But, no, it, it goes back to the playoff stuff. Like, Aiden's playing the Suns. But I want the, I mean, the, the Lakers. Lakers. But I want the Lakers to win. But the Lakers, Lakers. And it's like, you do realize it's one of us. In this situation, you don't want us to succeed any no way, Lakers, but motherfuckers ain't never even been to Los Angeles. Anyway, whatever. I mean, that's like because this fandom is, is like a weird thing, but like now, but I always laugh in our group chats, but now I'll get them all around. Because you know what I be doing, I that's think, why. Yo, because I, I just think this 
shit's supposed to be fun. Like, you like <laughs> this roller? It's like, I know LeBron. Like, I could want the Lakers to win, but it's like, wait, LeBron ain't your daddy? Like, let this shit go, though. <laughs> That's that's why I always that's why LeBron I ain't even buying it. you a soda. That's like why I all I always yeah, troll on, I always troll it. But okay, so let's get to while we're since we said LeBron, we are contracted to bring up whatever is happening with the Lakers. But aside from the draft, finally the chaos. Aside from the draft, biggest story of the night obviously is the Lakers get their big three. Russell Westbrook goes there and they ship out Kuzma and a bunch of parts. And the first the first thing I thought about is not what Russell Westbrook's going to do, not how this makes the team better. The first thing I thought about is how pissed off LeBron had to be that Kuzma never materialized into this player when he was trying to hype him up. Because remember when LeBron was all about saying, yeah, for us to be great, Kyle Kuzma has to be the third best player on this team. Kyle Kuzma's yeah. going to be this, going to be that. LeBron he never like that be, He was never that shit. He was Let me tell you the moment shit. Kyle Kuzma. You want to know the moment Kyle Kuzma is really gone? When he the did some behind the back turnover pass or some yeah, shit like that. that. Was, yeah, that was it. That was, and then LeBron just like dropped his shoulders and was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, this is not going to work. <laughs> is, but and, I don't like the trade. And I, I listen, I, I know, I've listened to the reasoning of the trade, right? And why it was going to, why it was going to happen. Remember that for, for two days prior, it was a slow drip, drip leak that Buddy could be going to the Lakers and then what the package could possibly be. And then you read up and it says, Montrell Harrell has to opt into his contract for this trade to work. Yeah. And I was just like, I messaged you guys in the group, dog, I don't think this Buddy trade is going to happen because why would Harrell opt into that contract? Because even if he opts out and gets like a three-year deal and is making $8 million, you know what that is? That's more money than the $9.7 million that you're going to get. But then, because Rich Paul is uh, Marlo Stanfield, Montrez opts in, so the buddy thing is back on the table. And it can actually happen. So you think, all right, the Lakers are going to do this. They're going to get a shooter. Um, and now they're just negotiating it because maybe the Lakers want to preserve some assets. And then the fucking Kings. Let the Wizards swoop in and do this to them. I, on- <laughs> I honestly... Oh, before you... Before you disappointed a whole... City and country. Before you continue, I honestly think Harold only opted in because they had a backroom deal. If I do this, y'all better not send me to goddamn Sacramento. My only stipulation is I will opt in. I will do this for y'all, but y'all can't send me to fucking Sacramento. I think that's what that was. Ah, okay, okay. That that does make sense. Man, make we were so close. We were so close. And but imagine, like, imagine so Buddy going to the Lakers while he's home. And Kai's getting drafted that day. It would have the internet would have blown up here. Well, I bet. Wait, like so many thoughts were going through our brains. I remember at one point we were like, "Yo, what if the Lakers make this trade and then Kai falls?" Yeah, we were, we were, yeah, a couple <laughs> picks away from that. We were right there. We were three picks away from that actually happening. But then because of the trade, uh, well, thank God he didn't get pick twenty two because because of the trade that ended up becoming the Warriors. I mean, the Wizards pick. So he yeah. would have been in Washington. Yeah. Uh, no direct flights to Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be one, but it ain't. It ain't American. No, it's United or some bullshit no, like that. No good basketball in Washington. We don't the, want that. The Mystic. Yeah. Just, I see you, you want to hear talk with someone who just about generational wealth. Bradley Beal. 
He ain't trying to be a video player. That boy just is in the bag. He has said, oh, this is a six rebuilding process? Okay, I'm game. It's like. Cool. Sign, sign <laughs> me up. Supermax forever, bro. Supermax forever. This dude, man about to get two Supermax, like, 30 points a game, and five. Uh, all he said is. People are what are the minimum requirements to get into Supermax? How many All-Star games? All right, I got to keep this going in Washington. Dog, Bradley Beal is saying... About sm- Go ahead. About small markets, right? People talk about small markets, and you stay in there and to build because of what Giannis has done. Giannis won two MVPs, and his team has been dominant in the regular season for three years in a row, winning at a 60% clip. You know who was doing that? No one Nobody. Else. Like, people keep you using them as the... People keep using Milwaukee as the example. The <laughs> um, teams ain't doing what Milwaukee was doing. Like this, <laughs> this season is where they, then, they oh, tailed no, off from how good they were in the regular season. This year they tailed off from that. Last year's regular season was way more dominant. So now listen to this. So not only does Giannis have to become defensive player of the year, two-time MVP, they then have to hit on a second-round draft pick who can become the closer of your team, and then they then have to give up all of their assets. To get Drew Holiday, that, I was, those things have to happen for the Bucks to it's, win. It's not even in just a year when the Nets get injured, and it's not even just that. You also have to you also have to hit on not the top tier free agents, but those mid level free agents like Brooke Lopez coming to that team was important. Being able to have the assets to get like Drew Holiday, like you mentioned, that was important. It's a whole lot of shit that goes into play. It's not just okay. Small market has this one yeah. guy, and we then were, that's gonna work. What is it? One shoe size less and one three point champion. Making an open three-point shot away. Joe, see, Joe Harris. So I say all that. I say all that to say this. Bradley Beal is about building generational wealth. Bradley Beal watched a nice draft class and said, "Yeah." I got it. He he just shrugged his shoulders and he was like, "Yeah, it's it's, it's all good. I'm gonna just I'll just be here and make this money. Y'all figure out whatever it is that y'all trying to do." But yeah. What else was there? And that was the whole NBA chaos was LeBron getting Russell Westbrook, right? That was pretty much it. Well, well, because now we have to then think. Um, well, there was there was more chaos. Like, what happens to Buddy now? What do the Kings then do? Um, then it became who was like filling their t- team out. Uh, Landry Shamit got traded to now Bright Future Suns. Yeah. Um, so to help Devin Booker and to back up, and he's maybe on the Cameron Payne. Backup squad. The Suns are still probably going to sign um, Chris Paul. Yeah, they run it back. Of course, but now they're they're adding depth to their bench, and you saw like the Suns didn't have a lot of depth um, in the finals. Maybe play and the guy then, that you picked so, tenth last year. Maybe do that. Hmm. I mean, just just to see, just to see, guys, yeah. just to see what happens. And like, because that is another point into what John was saying about like how complicated basketball can get. Shit. And if you're a rookie and you don't pick up on everything. How we? How am I gonna put you on the floor if I know you're gonna get lost on a switch and it's gonna lead to layups and open corner threes? All right, guys. All right, I think that'll do it for us. We're we're like an hour and two minutes in. That'll do it for us on our draft recap. We are headed to Charlotte along with Kai. Uh, the Buzz City is all in our top five. We look forward to seeing how this is gonna play out. He did say something that the most eager thing he's wants to do on defense is guard KD. So I need to see that. Hornets in five. Seven.